Hi, welcome to the Simply Country Podcast. We are so excited because we have the Dotson Sheep Shed is going to be here today with us. We're going to be sharing all about how you can start with a little sheep farm yourself. So hello, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having us. Well, tell us a little bit about you guys. Where can we follow you and all of the sheep fun on social media? Okay, my name is Kelly Dodson. This is my daughter Delaney that's here with me today. Um, we have a TikTok. It's called Dodson Hill Sheep Shed. You can also find us by that same name on Instagram and on Facebook. That's wonderful. I love those videos. They are such a joy to see when you guys have, you know, I started following you guys when you had just a couple of sheep and then Mm -hmm. it has slowly grown. And so when you guys do watch the videos, it's like, oh my gosh, all the sheep, they just keep coming. They're coming to the hill ready for food. (laughs) (laughs) They do. We have a mixture of baby doll and hair sheep. Okay. Tell us the difference on that. Uh, The baby doll is a wool um sheep so actually last week my husband and i went to um missouri to a university to learn to shear sheep we went to sheep shearing school because we know nothing but we know a lot more now the hair sheep is just like a dog or whatever their hair just falls so you don't have to shear those so that's a lot less maintenance interesting i didn't know that i follow someone who has um a hair sheep and they do shear them um, so do you, can you shear them or? I think there's some, you know, that shed faster than others. Okay. Some of them will keep, you know, if, if it's hot, like we're in Arkansas and you know, in, in, in Oklahoma, the summers are hot and humid. If they don't um, shed fast enough, you can shear them, Okay. but it's not necessary. And you know, every sheep is different and they're going to shed at different rates. Okay. So One of our hair sheep, her name is Sarah. She's had a lot fluffier hair for a hair sheep than the rest of them do. And right now it's starting to fall out. She's got two big patches on each side of her. And you can pull along the edges and just get clumps of hair coming out. Oh, man. We've had <laughs> such crazy weather. Yeah. Hot weather, snow, which is very unusual for here. Just, you know, the temperatures fluctuated. So I think that has something to do with it also. Yeah, definitely. Well, for our listeners who are tuning in, um, I actually know Kelly because Kelly um, actually has purchased a baby doll from us in our Rupert um, babies of last season. So that's kind of how Kelly and I have connected. So I love being able to watch how um, his name is Julian, which is this little cute little bottle baby. So if you guys are a follower of ours, um, then you might have been stuck in around to Rupert's babies from last year. And now, and Kelly drove all the way out from Arkansas. So that's how we know Kelly and made that connection. So it's pretty cool to watch your guys's farm continue to grow. So can you tell us kind of like what made you draw to sheep in general? and how you guys got started? Well, we actually had a pretty sad incident that happened that actually started it. We had a big chocolate lab that was killed by someone. We don't know who. Um, So anyway, we decided that we needed to fence in our land and we tossed it back and forth because we'd never thought about sheep. And my husband had researched a little bit and he was talking about hair sheep. But when I saw the baby doll's face, (laughs) I said, if we're going to do sheep, we're going to have to have some of those also. So we read and watched the videos and found you on, you know, found Rupert. And once we saw Rupert, that was it. That's awesome. 
And so now you have the mixture of the two different types of sheep. Mm-hmm. And do you have a, if you, if someone was also wanting to get started with sheep, which one would you say now that you have the experience of both, which one do you mm-hmm. think is going to be most beneficial for someone who's just getting started? We started with the baby dolls. We started with weathers. We started with four weathers actually before we got Julian. And I think that was a good start for us because it, you know, it, it got us used to the temperament. I mean, I was raised in with the poultry farm and cattle. So sheep was different. And um, the hair sheep are actually easy also. But I think they, if anybody starts, I think they should start small. A weather is perfect, but you don't need just one. You need to have them a buddy. Um, and I, I think that that would, you know, just slowly, slowly grow and learn as you, you know, you can learn as you go that way. That's true. And so now is your hair sheep a little bit larger than um, the baby dolls? Yes, they're, um, they're a little bit bigger than the other ones. And with them being bigger, they're still pretty tame. They're still sheep, but they're able to, we've had a few of them get sick. The hair sheep bounce back, bounce back a little bit faster than the baby dolls do. They're just, they're just a little bit stronger than the other mm-hmm. ones. So if you're not sure how to treat sickness, it's easier to treat it on a hair sheep because they can take getting sicker a little bit better than a baby doll can. We had, we had one outbreak of coccidiosis um, and it was a a learning curve. You have to treat the whole, the whole flock Mm -hmm. and the baby doll seemed to be a little bit, it took them a little longer to get over it than the hair sheep. Not, not all of them. We just had a couple, but it took them a little bit longer, I think, to get over it than the hair sheep. So, I mean, there's, they're pretty low maintenance, but you just have to make sure, you know, that, that they have what they need. Um, copper is not good for sheep. Um, copper is a no-no. And, and I've had people ask me about, you know, well, we've got goats. Can we put a goat with the sheep and all that? They need totally different feed. I mean, you can have them, but I don't think they need to be together. Yeah. Uh, we've mm-hmm. noticed that too when we're buying feed because of that reason like goats can and really just benefit from having copper in their diet and then with the sheep it's a huge no-no you know so um we've all when we're buying feed we have now chosen to do an all stock feed because it is just i don't ha- it's almost like a oh, breath of fresh air i don't have to really worry too much about it yes. or if there is if it has a did I feed that one to the goat and it's supposed to go to the sheep? So all stock is good for all, our alpaca, our pig, our cattle. You know, I could go with anything. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. So then how do they do? I mean, I kind of know the answer for the sheep, but for our listeners, and how does your sheep do in Arkansas being that it is, you know, you guys do have pretty hot summers. So I'm thinking wool, bad heat, you know? Yes. <laughs> well, last year, our babies were all 21 babies. So they, you know, they weren't big and woolly and hairy, but they, they do like the shade, but they did really well. I probably worried about them more than I needed to. Like you said, as we were learning, we didn't know what they needed. Just kept them with plenty of water and shade and they actually did really good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And um, so what would be some essentials when you're thinking of having your sheep um, and what are some essentials for your land that you think you would want to pass on that knowledge? Well, you definitely need, you know, enough space for them all to have grazing and you probably want to be able to kind of switch their field so often. So you want to have separate sections for them as well as 
if you have like water for them, like in like a container, I would probably have that raised or with a cover over it. So they're not able to poop in it because that what, that's what makes them get sick and spread it to others. So that was one of the things we had to learn and figure out as we went. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Um, also, as you know, barber pole worms, we have to worry about worms. That's probably the worst problem with maintaining sheep in our area is the, is worms and you rotating their pasture we have learned is key that way you get them on a new field you even if you just have a small lot of land if you divide it off and rotate them and that way it keeps them healthy and keeps your pastures healthy mm-hmm. and it forces um, your sheep to eat down the whole pasture mm-hmm. area and then forces absolutely. them. yeah okay that makes sense yeah. So then how are you, do you have to worm um, every every so often um, in order to, co- to combat that? Or is it pasture sectioning enough? Yeah, hopefully it is. We're, we'll see this time of year is easier once the grass starts growing and, and stuff. I think we may have to worm, but there's a posthumous scale where you check their eyelids and check for the color. We do that often. Just keep an eye on them that way. And only worm as we need to because they can become resistant. And as well as like the feed that we have has like a low dose of medication. So it, um, but that's just just, for coccidiosis. It doesn't do for, for the worms, but we are one of the few people in our area that have sheep. So my local vet doesn't see them. So we have, we have a group that's not far away, you know, that, that actually do see some sheep. So that's been an issue for us is not having somebody that's really familiar with the sheep. Yeah, we've noticed that too, since we also have baby dolls. Um, when we do have taken them to the sheep, when we've taken them to the vet, they're like, is this a show sheep? I'm like, no, this is a, <laughs> this is a baby doll. Because <laughs> he's just so cute. I know. <laughs> we have some, some of our baby dolls are brown, and they kind of look like a little miniature buffalo from far off. Yeah. We have... We, we live off of a main road, but, but it's paved, so people are always coming by and stopping and slowing down. Sometimes they back up. You know, sometimes they stop. We live in a small area, so most people, you know, know us, so they'll just stop. We've had a lot of kids come, a lot of families come, you know, that just want to see them. We've had some school groups, so it's really fun, and they're, they're just a joy. I mean, we spend a lot of time a day with them. Yeah. They each have their own personality. You know, some of them, some of them are very bossy. Some of them are very vocal. Some of them we can walk out the door because they can see our house from where they are. Where the house is on a hill and their their pastures below us, and they'll talk. They're like, where, you know, come see me now. It's funny, and we can drive up the driveway, and they all come running. I know they are so funny, and they can move. You wouldn't think so. Because, like, <laughs> they're short and stocky, but like they, I'm like. Oh my gosh, they're running up the hill quick. We have to get that feed in the feeder. They're going to beat us to it. And oh, I know. Game over. It's, it's, a, it's a race every day because they know around the times that we go down to feed them. So if we start heading down the hill at that point, sometimes I can sneak by. They haven't seen me and I'll manage to get inside the fence before they see me. But sometimes I'm taking on a dead sprint downhill trying to get into the shed before they can. Mm-hmm. I love it. We. No, oh, that's what we have a couple that will actually, they raise up on your leg. They're ready. They're, you mm-hmm. know. That's cute. They're rotten. We've spoiled them rotten. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. And you guys have, your name is um, the Dotson Hill Sheep Shed. So then yes. you also have, um, do you 
suggest having cover for your sheep? Is that a hundred percent necessary? What is your what's your take on that? What have you learned? Yes, we have we have a uh, we call it a shed. It's a it's a thirty by twelve um, lean barn. yeah barn open and it's, it gets good ventilation. I think they need cover, but they also need ventilation. Um, we actually have a couple of mobile. My husband calls it a Quonset hut. He's he's made out of like a kennel and and a cover and whatnot that we move to the extra pastures as we rotate as we divide off you know to keep them free of worms. So they have a you know a shed that we can move that way also. But yeah, it's very important that they have it. They they probably like the cooler weather. Like we've had some snow, and you know they they like it out there. But I put them in at night, and we actually have two Great Pyrenees um that are with them most of the time they still like to come to the house and have their couch time on occasion too but the dogs are really good with them so we don't have to worry you know about predators because that is an issue in you know in rural areas predators because the sheep will just sit there and let let it kill them it wouldn't run it would just sit there so Mm -hmm. that's you know predators are an issue yeah that's their defense mechanism they just lay they just lay yeah. there and they kind of like do that to protect, you know, their body, their underneath yeah. bodies mm-hmm. and stuff. So, oh man. So, and to great Pyrenees, that's, that's good to know. We don't have any um, dogs that protect in our area, but the donkeys are kind of nearby and we've noticed that that kind of keeps, kind of keeps them mm-hmm. off, kind of keeps them off and stuff. We have too many donkeys now also. <laughs> yes, really? Yes. We have Norman and Lulu. Norman we got Norman thinking that he might actually, you know, be a good guardian also for the sheep, but he doesn't like them at all. Really? He'll look at them through the fence and he'll just bray at them. He's so mad. He, he's a very <laughs> friendly people uh, donkey, but he does not like other animals. He likes he likes our female donkey, but he doesn't like the dog. So we had to build another fence and another barn for him. Oh, my gosh. So, Isn't but that anyway, he's, he's very cute and we love him, but he's not a good sheep donkey at all <laughs> Man, is it a mini donkey or a, a standard yes he's he's 34 inches yeah oh my gosh yeah, he's got a lot of attitude <laughs> they're, but they're so loving i mean with oh absolutely attitude, you just you can't help but love them i mean that's no <laughs> yeah, he loves people so much he wants love and attention and scratches and for you to brush him but he just doesn't want any other creature next to him. Well, that's yeah. that's I mean that's part of the donkey's aspect of it, and they they just kind of run off that that's different yeah. animals. So that's all good and bad if you're trying to <laughs> True. mix them together. Yeah. So how long have you guys been running sheep? Let's see. We got our first ones in April of last year. April of 21. Yeah. So you guys put your head down and you just went full force, and you said, "How many are you up to now?" We have 23 grown um, sheep, and then we just had one We baby. had our first baby. Yeah. We don't have a ram yet. We don't have a baby doll ram, or but we bought three sheep, and we got surprise babies. They were pregnant. So we have our first baby. He's He was born on the 28th of February, and we have another mama that's due any day. We keep thinking we're going to wake up, and she'll have had them. So we possibly have one or two more. So we're up to you know a, a good number. 
Oh yeah, that's wonderful. I'm so glad. And so you guys have a mixture. You have um, ewes, which are going to be your girls, but then you also have weathers. And so um, those ones are the castrated males. And so you guys are looking to get a ram. So are you guys planning on breeding? Um, yes, yes, we will. We just wanted to make sure since all of the ewes, you know, that we had gotten were last year's that they were old enough and make sure you know that they were good to go and we just thought it'd be better to wait to get a ram so we didn't have to worry about separating them at the time yeah exactly that's exciting i'm so excited for you guys you guys are growing and learning so much a lot of it is just get, i'm just so proud of you guys for just getting in and just trying it and learning as you go i mean it is very hard and taxing on just the emotions of Oh man, you dealt with the the disease. What was, what was the disease called again? Coccidiosis. Coccidiosis, and and then that just it feels very troublesome when you don't have a vet that you can kind of turn to, or you know, just Absolutely. medical from professionals. We dealt with that with like our alpacas, and I mean, it's just a lot of learning on the fly. So I always mm -hmm. try to tell people that how important it is to just get out there and learn and try it on your own because that's where you're going to get the most knowledge off of it and then now you can add all of that information to your tool belt and hopefully in return some people in your near area can learn from you guys on what happens when they come up with that type of disease so yeah good job. the coccidiosis really opened our eyes to dividing the pasture and the rotation schedule that it's key for that also not only the worms so that we, we're learning we learn every day totally but it's yeah. so much joy i hear you guys oh absolutely say we love them so the, much all the love you guys are talking about well yeah. do you have any advice that you have for some people um that you would like to share that you've learned along the way it's just they are a time commitment they don't have to be but especially when you're getting up getting started you have to spend a lot of time watching them figuring out if there's if there's a hole they could fall in to die, they're going to find it and just stay there. Um, so you have to kind of watch them figure out what they're gonna do, what problems they're gonna run into first and be able to kind of steer them away from it. So especially at the beginning, it's just a really big time commitment. And just like your children or your other, you know, other dogs or animals, cats and dogs at home, I mean, you learn their personality. You can tell if one of them doesn't feel well. You know, if you spend the time you'll know when you look at them if something's wrong most of the time. So yeah, a time commitment, and, and you have to be, it, it can't just be, oh, I'm gonna get some and put them in the pasture and then that's it. You have to be committed to it. But that's why if you start slow and learn, I think that's the best way to go. Not just, we're gonna get 50 sheep today. Right. I think that would just over, you know, tax anybody and stress them out and, and stuff. So start slow and just, just give them the time. Especially like what you had said that you, you went to um, like a sheep shearing school because sheep are one of those things that even though from the day-to-day -day activities I've learned, they are pretty much like a low maintenance. You don't have yes. to baby them, but mm -hmm. there is a lot of maintenance in the sense that you do have to take care of their wool during i mean if you're going to have the wool sheep compared to your hair yes. sheep and then the feet you have you do have to the make feet, sure they're yes, feet. Yes. if you come from a rainy area they might have um i don't know what it's called but just when their feet get real like like hoof rot you know yeah, so, hoof rot, yeah. we've had one of ours get that and we've had to treat and watch her um yeah. fairly well yeah. she's, she's a, a hair sheep she's a hair sheep she came to us already sick so her growth is stunted we call her a little bit 
She is a fighter though. She is tiny and will push the biggest sheep out of her way to get to the feed. She's got big, She's a big, cute thing. big heart. <laughs> yes, that's, those are all great advice. I think I, um, the time commitment is a huge thing and the knowledge and spending the time to understand your different animals is very valuable in the long run. So that's good advice for anybody. Yes. And I like how you said that Weathers is a good place to start, and especially with mm-hmm. baby dolls, because um, they are kind of more of like a novelty breed. And so mm-hmm. I've noticed like a lot of people when they're desiring to get started, I always try to say, hey, you should get yourself a Weather, because usually they are really friendly. A lot of times mm-hmm. they are, you know, just um, a really interactive animal. And then that way you can ease yourself into starting a Absolutely. new breed. Yeah, they yes, get along totally with other agree. animals too, so I like that aspect of it. <laughs> yes, they they're good with our dogs. We have we have bassets. We have what you know, they they will sit there and play with the dog a little bit. You know, so they're very friendly. They're 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 good with they're good with everything. I love it. Well, great. Yeah. Well, what other um, is there any other lasting things that you would like us to know? Is there how can we support your your Dotson Hill Sheep Shed? Uh, is there a website we can go to? Your social media handle? Tell us everything we need to know to follow your journey. Okay. Now we don't have a website yet because we're st- we're still learning. But yes, we have the TikTok, which is fun. The girls. Um, I have three daughters, um, and they'll take videos and whatnot. So it's Dodson Hill Sheep Shed on TikTok. We also have the same name on Instagram and on Facebook. That's great. Woo. I'm so excited. I think you guys are going to need some stickers. I think you guys <laughs> <Yes>. are <laughs> going to need, um, I see you, um, our listeners are going to have this as an audio podcast, but I can see that you have a cute little shirt and I just love the drawings. Uh, I think those sheep are just so woolly and cute. So I think we're, we're all going to need to be a part of your sheep shed. All right. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today, you guys. It was so wonderful talking to you. I appreciate it. Thank Thank you you so much.